Like a bomb threat I had a friend kind of that was married to a guy with a Prince Albert, no, but no, I never got exactly. to see him. Today on the Geek Out Podcast, Pelican eats phone. In turn, pulls it out with her hand. <gasps> really? What about that one about the snake that ate a towel? Are you going to talk about that one, too? No, I am not. Okay, wow. maybe I'll bring it up. In other news, Paul interrupts me. <laughs> we get a look at the Batmobile from the Batman. No Time to Die has been pushed back eight months due to, you guessed it, COVID-19. So, plenty of time to die. <laughs> oh! At least eight more months to die. <laughs> Not one, but two Charlie and the Chocolate Factory series are coming to Netflix from Taika Waititi. And Max von Sydow has died at 90 years old. From COVID-19. Stop. Oh, okay. Too far. What? Why is that too far? Maybe he did die of COVID-19. I'm point. editing that. <laughs> <laughs> Nerdy is the new sexy. It's good to be a The Zones Geek Out, the podcast. Maybe everyone who's ever died over the age of 80 has died from COVID-19. And we're just finding out now. Hey, man, in the world... Technology. In The Walking Dead, we all turn into zombies, so... It's the Zones Geek Out Podcast. This is episode 74. We record this on Super Mario Day, which is March 10th, M-A-R-1-0, M-A-R-I-O. I can't make this joke enough. Yeah, let's get to that in a minute. But did you also <laughs> see the the, um, the footage? I just want to say while we're talking about the footage of the people swarming the Costco and Langley for their yeah. fucking toilet paper for this COVID the thing. The one where they like, come around the corner? Yeah. Like, who, that, yeah, that's terrifying. That, who was filming that? It's probably someone who works at Costco. An embedded reporter. Just wait for this. But Brian, I just thought of Walking Dead because I was just like, never mind that the math doesn't work. I just don't want to be alive in that world anymore. That's the other thing that I find unrealistic about The Walking Dead is like, who would be struggling that hard to survive? I just saw those people come around the corner like zombies for toilet paper. And I was like, if a zombie apocalypse breaks out, I'm just going to kill myself immediately I don't want to live in that world and the people as every zombie movie has ever shown us that's the morality tale the people are the worst parts so I'm not doing it yeah you don't want to live in a world without toilet paper no 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 that too the apocalyptic panic he doesn't want to live in that world yeah and sucks you know that's one less person doing math about how many zombies there should be in the world so (laughs) and and yeah, the Wi-Fi probably wouldn't work anymore either. So, like, who wants to... It'd be so boring! <laughs> Actually, that's a good question about The Walking Dead. Have they, like, really outlined the good parts about the, apoc- the apocalypse? The zombie apocalypse? <laughs> like, what do you mean? I don't know, like, prime real estate, you know? Oh, they have, they're they in a community right now that was, like, this this kind of Affluent. real estate development that uh, had nice houses. That's it's the most nice realistic thing about the show, uh, Last Man on Earth, is yeah, that yeah, 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 he's yeah. always living... I know, it's so funny. It's like, it's such a stupid, over-the-top comedy, but it's more realistic than most zombie shows because it's the, the people who survive are living in, like, the most expensive real estate on planet Earth. Yeah. Like Zombieland 2, as well. They took they, over the White, House, the White House. Yes. And then they were in the Lincoln bedroom, and then the guy was reading an issue of The Walking Dead, and he was like, it's terrifying, but totally unrealistic. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So I'm Webmeister Bud. Oh, I host yeah. Bud's Weekly Geek Out, Wednesdays at 7.20 with Dylan and Jason the morning zone were you doing work in between us talking about all this? yeah pretty much like, yeah sorry right, brought his good. laptop it's out fine. here i'm dj boy tano you can hear me in the mixtape every weekday in the afternoon zone me too but paul Lucino instead art aronson 
tired of talking about COVID-19 already. Right? Already. Are you tired? Is that like a symptom? Or? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, 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 get out of here. No. I did miss the last pod. You guys. <laughs> the last two pods, didn't you? Oh, really? Has it been two pods now? Yeah. COVID-19. Oh, man. Scare yeah. right here in this pod. It's really come home. Wait, wait, stop. I'm getting a death glare. I'm Kirsten James. Thank you. This is the first time that all five of us have been together for weeks, wow. weeks on end. So we're back to two-hour podcast. That's why the intro took 20 minutes. <laughs> and it's going to get longer because I'm not even getting to my geek out yet. In November, I ordered something off the internet that was going viral. In November, for, for a Christmas gift, and I had everybody else's, they're just little tiny things, little tiny, you know, Mr. Prepared over here, Brian, he had something for all of us for Christmas. So I got something for everybody for Christmas, except a thing I ordered in November. Christmas in March? Showed up in February, and then, and I'm not saying this like in a blamey way, but then everybody was away, and I never had a full complement of people. Blame so, COVID-19. And now my numbers are, yeah, so, okay, so I, I, bought, I got little pins. Okay, so Art, Oh, tiny cool. Captain America pin for you. Uh, Paul. I got a shield. Yes. I got an actual Super Mario. Tiny oh, I love Mario it. On Mario Three on Mario Day. Yeah, raccoon Thanks, man. Bud. Yeah, yeah, Raccoon Mario. Now this is high quality because it comes with two posts, but a little uh, turntable thing. Oh, for- thank you. Cool. And I did not order a pin for Kirsten because I saw this thing and it <laughs> trended on Reddit. I haven't even looked at it. Um, I haven't even looked at it, but uh, well, here you open it. Okay. Oh, here we go. We got unpackaging oh, wow. here. Ooh. This is so nice. <gasps> oh, wow. Voice. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That was Sorry. great. Like, <laughs> it's a little baby crochet, little baby Yoda, and he's so cute. I could take his clothes off and make him naked. Oh, I didn't even know <laughs> yeah. that. That's hilarious. Yeah, look, he a little baby. Naked. And technically, it oh, wouldn't be a pedophile because he's fifty. Yeah, okay, thank you. That. That's you can, good. I can flash people with him. Wow. Oh, that's really cute. Baby Yoda is genderless. That's cute. Yeah, this oh, the, thank you. This first Baby Yoda thing went viral on Reddit or whatever, oh and I tracked gosh. down the artist. Here's a plug. Catherine Hurlbert, cat.nit on Instagram. Anyways, yeah, she's in Squamish. It was local. But, oh, no but of course, because of the vir- virality, she was very behind on orders and stuff. So, yeah, I didn't get it to February. Then we were all sick. So, Merry Late Christmas, everyone. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Oh, so nice. This week on Bud's Weekly Geek Out, a pelican, a juvenile brown pelican, stole a cell phone out of a woman's hand and swallowed it and flew away. Oh, yeah. Pelicans love those. Yeah. Yeah. And pelicans pelicans love cell phones that look like fish. Don't feed animals because then they think... Yeah, well, that's a suspicion, anyways. We, they didn't interview the pelican. Like, well, they did, and they didn't talk back. <laughs> anyways, But pel- was the phone in, like, a case that looked like a fish? <laughs> no, the phone was just a black rectangle, actually. Oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, so it was just, just just taken out of her hand, and the bird was reported to the Florida Keys Wild Bird Rehabilitation Center. And so they brought the bird in, and birds, I did not know this, are sensitive to sedation, anesthetic, anesthesia. So they try not to sedate the birds when possible. So because it's a pelican with a big floopy neck, they thought the best way to get it would be to reach down through its throat into its stomach and, and get it. Yeah. Their hospital tech tried, but he's a dude, so his hands are too big. So they have their 22-year-old intern, <laughs> Emma, put on a glove, and she just went, shloop, pulled out the phone, 
took like 10 seconds. Wow. And the Pelican's like, oh, whatever. Pelican didn't really even seem to notice. Wow. Um, yeah, so there's this hilarious and adorable and somewhat ew uh, video uh, that went kind of viral about that. And um, it's great. You can you can just fish something right, fish, <laughs> something right <laughs> out of a Pelican's stomach uh, through its throat. So, and it was covered in fish bits, which is also uh, funny. Do you want the phone back? Uh, the phone was dead, but maybe just the battery died. Maybe it just got wet. You just maybe, put it in some rice. Exactly. Maybe an overnight in rice and a good charge will bring it back. And then but, that uh, rice would be fish flavored. So two birds, one stone. I wonder if it two was... Two birds. <laughs> two pelicans. <laughs> I wonder if it was more to save the pelican. It, oh, no, it definitely was. It was. I yeah, wonder yeah. if it was Wouldn't weird. have been able to pass that. <laughs> yeah, no, the bird was, quote, in distress when it was reported to the rehabilitation oh. center. So I know, absolutely, they need to get that thing out. Um, but yeah, as a as a bonus, it would be great if your phone worked after that too. But what a collector's item! What a fun thing! Anyways, that's what I geeked out about. <laughs> okay. Well, how about this? Did you see? Similarly, last week there was a viral video of a snake that ate a beach towel. I am so sad for that snake. That is the worst thing ever. That would be like that would be like trying to eat a fuzzy piece of spaghetti that never ends. And also, you're a snake. Like, that sucks. Yeah, and it was a big boy, too. And so, I don't know if it was sedated or not, but it was like a team of veterinarians. <sighs> like, two people had to hold the snake's gaping ju- mouth open. Yeah, they unhinged it, by the things. way. Yeah. yeah, and then they, like, just haul an entire beast towel out of a snake. Uh, it is so, like, wild So, someone's holding onto its tail. Yes. Some other people are holding its jaws open, and they, they yank this towel out? Yes. Oh, my God. My it's question, wild. then, to you is, there's snakes out there this big? <laughs> <laughs> call back. Let me see the pod. Oh it comes in the pod. Oh, my God. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. It what comes in a pot. Like, baby, it's the little floaty pod from the pita pocket to sit in. It's the floaty pod from the first episode, or the second episode. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Those are flying Yoda noises. <laughs> Anyways. Aww. We got our final trailer for Black Widow. Fills in a few more blanks. Uh, some good uh, Taskmaster footage uh, comes out on May the 1th. Thoughts. Looks great. Mm-hmm. Are they going to delay this movie? No. But it, uh, yeah, uh, May the 1st is probably going to end up being like a big re sort of renaissance now again for the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe because we haven't had anything really new. You mean the renaissance? A re renaissance. <laughs> Since Endgame? Renaissance. A re renaissance. <laughs> yeah. We had Spider Man Far From Home right after, and then since then we've had nothing. For yeah, a very Jeez, long I guess time. so, right. Yeah, because yeah, then they did the Disney Plus thing, but yeah, for films, you're right. But then there, you're going you're gonna to have this, and then the Disney Plus stuff coming out, the Eternals. Yeah. Um, things are happening now, so this will be a really kind of good relaunch. <laughs> Some of those scenes, uh, say like the skydiving scenes that we've seen in the trailers, look oh, yeah. incredible. Mm-hmm. Absolutely incredible. So, yeah, I'm... I'm definitely looking forward to it. I wonder what they're going to do, like, uh, if they're going to... Because Black Widow, of course, had, like, such a great send-off in um, Endgame. Like, I wonder how this is going to feel, like, if it's going to be, like, a second send-off for her. Like, mm. how are they going to end it in a yeah, nice way yeah, that it's not taking away that we know what her final fate is? It's going to make everything sadder, I think, mm-hmm. watching the movie, for sure. You're going to get the feels. No, I don't like want to see it. <laughs> but I it could relaunch, like, Black Widow as a character, not necessarily Scarlett Johansson, but like Florence Pugh oh. or Pooh or Pug. Oh, Pugh. Pugh. 
Right. Pew. I wonder if it does uh-huh. a little of that. Because, yeah. I mean, probably at the time that they signed her on to this movie, she wasn't as big a star as she is now. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, good call. if they got her on a multi-picture deal, they'd probably be stoked to have her to carry on. And if she shows up in some future Avengers movies, that'd be sweet. Because I love mm-hmm. I love Flores, Flores Pew unless she's speaking in her own accent. Oh, in what is her own accent? It's like uh, Cockney British. almost. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, like she does an American accent in Midsummer, And I'm like, I'm in love with you and then she does like an old-timey american accent in um uh, little women and it's just like adorable and then you see her talking in an interview and she's like ah golly good all right and it's like oh no never mind please shush please shush well i want dating zach brett for him or him so, the rain in spain <laughs> wow oh boy oh boy oh boy oh boy that was a great wow <laughs> Okay. Um, speaking of MCU stuff, too, uh, there were a couple of tidbits about the other movies that are coming out in the MCU. Uh, one of them was Vin Diesel kind of accidentally spilling the beans in an interview that the Guardians of the Galaxy, or some of them, will be featured in Thor uh, Love and Thunder. Oh, Vin okay. So Diesel. I didn't read the interview, but what did you say, Brian, that like he's going to be in trouble for what he said? What I think so, say? because you can actually see, I, and I wish I had written down the quote, but I'd... Uh, but you can actually see it when you read it that he's sort of stumbling through that like in his head <laughs> yeah. as he's saying it he knows he shouldn't <laughs> be saying it he's like oh no I shouldn't be saying this yeah the la- yeah like the last the end of the quote is like I probably shouldn't have said that. Oh, <laughs> no. But, like, when you, because they have to, because they have to be very accurate with this, because this is now rumor and speculation, yeah. uh, and this is comicbook.com that he was being interviewed by, the ones that are synonymous with, like, following the smallest of threads for clickbait, right. they actually get this golden nugget. <laughs> And it's him, like, going, I, uh, or the director of, uh, well, Thor, yeah, Guardians. And I was like, I was reading it, and I was like, is he having a stroke? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. That's why you just stick to saying I am Groot. Is this it? <laughs> yeah. Is this the quote? That's the quote. You want to read it, bud? The director talked to me about Thor. We'll incorporate some of the Guardians of the Galaxy. That'll be very interesting. Nobody knows. Maybe I shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> oh, no, and so that's not even, that's not uh, even the, like quote. the full quote. Oh, There's okay. like... There was there's a few things after that. It was like it was incomplete sentences. Oh, okay. I only have two words about that character, and it is Alpha Groot. I'm waiting and excited for my friend James Gunn to knock the next this next one out of the park. So that'll be kind of cool too. That's yeah. A little tidbit. There's like another evolution to Groot. You'll get to see because now we were on the teenage Groot, and now yeah. we're kind of back on to like adult Groot. Oh, more Groot. merch. More merch. The hype is building for this movie. Like, for a lot see, of like I'm hearing a lot of things like. Like, where we talked about Christian Bale back yeah, in so January? Te- that's the other thing, is that Tessa Thompson kind of let it slip that Christian Bale is actually going to be the main antagonist. Tessa Thompson! Tess- oh my goodness! What's yeah. going on? Like, so you got Taika Waititi, who just won an Oscar. You got Christian Bale, who's Oscar winner. And now the Guardians of the Galaxy also may be a part of this movie. Like, this, the hype for this movie that's is... That's pretty crazy. It's, it's going through the roof right yeah. now. It's a lot going on. Uh, yeah. And look at... Maybe it's great that they let this little tidbit leak because people could listen to the Guardians of the Galaxy and specifically Star-Lord and Thor bicker with each other. Oh, just yeah. make a movie of that. Just, yeah. just put a three-hour-long Martin Scorsese masterpiece together of that and people <laughs> will go and see it. That'd be so great. My speculation about that is probably just going to be a little bit in the beginning. You know, because yeah, just totally. to sort of follow up from where they left off at Endgame. Mm-hmm. You know, because in Endgame he was in the ship, the Guardians of the Galaxy, and they were traveling together. So probably just to like, well, it was great hanging with you guys, right? 
See ya. There's a joke about how um, Star-Lord just leaves his clothes hanging up on the Peloton, but Thor's been using it to get back in shape. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that is exciting. Sorry, can I go back just for one second to um, Black Widow Widow here, as long as we're on Marvel stuff? Um, Yeah, you know what? It has felt a little bit of a break. I know we've talked a lot about superhero fatigue and maybe even marketable fatigue and I have seen online a little bit of like people saying I could use more time off from Marvel movies in general but I disagree and I think that this has been a nice amount of time it was almost by design it seems right yeah, yeah. it's like look at the 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 landscape and whatever and movies and the turnaround and just constantly churning is such that it is that even though it's only been like less than a year since Spider-Man, now we're going to Black Widow, it's like, it does feel like a long time, actually. Mm. It does feel like the dust has settled on Endgame. Because we're still going back in time in this movie, it's still dust settling. It's not moving the story even forward, so it's like still kind of, we're, we're uh, letting everything from Endgame still settle. And this, this maybe it's like the gap between movies, and maybe it's these great trailers, but it's taken what I was least interested in when they kind of looked into it in um, Age of Ultron, which is Black Widow and her time in the Red Room. And I was like, boring. (laughs) I don't want you to be in love with the Hulk. That doesn't make sense. I don't understand. I don't like this. I want to get back to the punching of the robots. (laughs) But this movie, I'm stoked for it. I'm Mm -hmm. excited to go back and see what that was like. I'm excited for this cast to do everything. And I hope we're all going to go on a group movie date and watch it together. Right, team? Black Widow? Sure. It's been been almost... an exact year, I guess, since uh, we were getting really hyped for Endgame, right? Yeah. Well, Almost and the thing is, like, the movie hype has allowed been allowed to drop down while they went through all this Disney Plus and Mandalorian and all the hype that is coming for the future things, which we need that break and they need to film and production schedules and everything, so... Uh, except for those those couple weeks of FU, it's January, where it does feel really barren. Yeah, timing is good. Timing is good. Coming soon. The other thing, can I get to one more Marvel thing? Yeah, of course. On the key sheet. Um, just with uh, the next thing that's probably going to move the cinematic universe forward is The Eternals. Uh, Kumal Nanjiani had a, an interview a few weeks back, and I don't think he let it slip. I think he just mentioned it. I think he's starting to be allowed to mention these details, but that there's like a uh, Bollywood sequence in The Eternals. What? Um, my which is, favorite. It, it's kind of cool because that sort of piqued my interest and in be like, oh, this is going to be like one of those cool things where it shows that you know they're not taking themselves too seriously. Yeah. Uh, and then he, he actually had another uh, quote where he did an interview, I think a few days ago, where he talks about a little bit more about his character to get you to understand why this might this is probably going to be a thing in the Eternals. And uh, so he said that a lot of it takes place in the present day. My character, for instance, is like, okay, we're supposed to keep a low profile. No one should know. So I become a Bollywood movie star. And that's my <laughs> secret identity. We're supposed to keep quiet. And I've become the biggest Bollywood movie star. Very low that's profile. Like, Good work. kind of cool. I'm looking forward to, to seeing that and uh, seeing how they did take these weird uh, Marvel characters and integrate them into or ground them in a movie universe. It's another inspired casting choice. It's like it reminds me of Paul Rudd or Chris Pratt. Yeah. I'm excited. And and uh, he got fucking shredded ripped. That picture, man. And now I've seen him photoshopped as like other superheroes. It's like, 
him as Wolverine, and it's just like, and like the the picture of like, him is possible. Yeah, really, like the picture of his body isn't touched at all. It's just like they give him the Wolverine winged hair and like the claws. And it's like, holy shit, this guy could crush it as Wolverine. Did yeah. you see? Like, there's that photo of him totally ripped that came out. Did you see it, the socks his dad got? No. His dad sorry, got what? socks of with, him of him of Kumal oh, Nanjani like amazing. ripped on the socks that say that's my son. That's so funny. <laughs> you have to see them. They're that's so really adorable. Cool. That's brilliant. If you're interested in um, more about him, after you're done listening to this podcast and every other podcast that we've done, <laughs> DJ Party Between the Stammers, all that, um, go and listen to. He does a uh, Conan O'Brien podcast, and he's really really good on it. And it's a great look at his like life and where it comes from and how he like thinks about comedy but also like how hard-working he is and how that was instilled from his family and but but it's a great interview and he's a really interesting guy and watch the big sick also oh, a great God, movie I still haven't seen that. and that's about him like yeah. it's a little bit fantastical but it's basically a true story of his life and his falling in love with his wife wild it's a really good funny movie that's Ray great romano's yeah, in there right no. okay oh yep. Cheryl, the lunch ladies at reception. Oh, it changes every day now. Yeah, she's, she's like writing the different switch. scripts. Yeah, script up. Yeah. Friends, it's days away to season three of Westworld. Oh shit! I forgot started. to watch season two. <laughs> and I har, forgot to finish har, season one. Har har har. har. Yes, I wanted to watch it. Yes, but that'll set you up for what one? Bud's going to oh, talk my about. Yeah. So. At first, I didn't know this. Season one actually had a title, The Maze. Season two is called The Door. Season three will be called The New World. And Sunday on HBO is when that new series starts. So um, I sent through, and we will put in on the cue sheet. I'm going to put two stars. Um, Stars are video embeds for me. Um, There's a six-minute recap of seasons one and two. And a 32-minute recap of seasons one and two. Oh. Both are really good. Yeah, Obviously, like you get more out of the 32-minute one. Right. But I would suggest at least the six-minute one. And I would suggest it even if you've seen both seasons. Because, like, I have, and there were there were times in both, even the shorter recap, where I'm just like, oh, that happened. And yeah. in the 32-minute one, I'm like, oh, that happened? That's exactly what it was like. There was a revelation that I had watching the six-minute one. It was like, I didn't pick up on this yes, at yes, all. Yes, wow. yes, Okay, great. Okay, cool. Sometimes it's just get better to get, A, the distance, but B, a completely different person's perspective on something like a recap, especially for a season of television. So who would knock against the show, too? Sorry. Yeah, a little bit. No, man, what, are you watched... saying if it needs it, you mean? Yeah. I we just watched 32-minute recaps for game of the final season of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Sure. Ha! Yeah, but I didn't need it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, I think we watched it with different... I, I watched it with different contexts in that mm-hmm. I was excited for Game of Thrones, so I wanted to right. sort of see this kind of thing. Whereas this, it was almost like homework. <laughs> yeah. so, like, I, I, I totally understand where you're coming from, and that's where, that's where I am. In terms of me wanting to get ready to watch this be, is because I was very interested in the trailer for season three, and the story looks amazing, but... <laughs> On Sunday, if I'm watching this and then I get lost in the first 20 minutes and then the whole episode is fucked for me, I don't know if I'm going to continue. Right. And that's, yeah, it does feel like a uniquely Westworld thing that you need a half an hour long recap because it's so fucking confusing on purpose as a show. Mm -hmm. So, um, 
Well, so I know this pisses you off, Kristen, but I think I'm just going to launch into season three and skip season two. <laughs> Sorry. And but, I'll, but I'll hit the watch recap. The re- yes, at the very least, watch a recap. For sure. I'll watch the whole 30-minute one. But I want, I want to ask you, bud, is who made this recap? Because is mm. it a fan-made thing? Probably or is Toby this McGuire. like, has HBO done this or the producers knowing that sure. it's needed? No, yeah, no, they're the not. The six-minute one is fan-made, I know. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're right. both, like, one is called, um, one is from, like, Re- crush it or recap it or something like they're both they're just they're just uh so one is screen junkies and screen junkies are the ones who make the um honest trailers the what you see that ginger ale commercial no, I didn't see the grab a ginger oh great like a dude great with red hair and that's like grab Ew. a ginger oh and ale. the other one is uh i yeah ign I like it. so yeah. no they're not officially from no yeah no ne- yeah neither of these were official but you're rarely going to get that. You're rarely going to get like something official recapping a show because they're expecting that you know it as well as they I wouldn't, do. And I wouldn't watch an official one just because no. they'd be too close to it. Good call. Uh, you know? Good call. I like this six-minute one. It's funny because the guy, even during his six-minute recap of getting you to understand it, starts to sort of get turned around and admits it to himself. He's like, yeah, you know, here I'm getting lost too. Yeah, because <laughs> that's just, just, that's just the way it is. But... You know, and I, I get it. It's a confusing show. There was a lot going on. Season two is definitely a lot more to hang on to, to try it. You know, where season one, you're just, you're building the world. And I think they, 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 they laid it out for you. They gave it to you. The reveals and stuff um, were better because the information that was given to you was just like, it lays on top, it lays on top, it lays on top. And boom, it makes sense because of this. Where season two was almost like, intentionally abstruse and it did make it a bit more difficult to watch but I love the show so I did go through and I did do the work and the cerebral you know brain hemorrhaging of it Um, so I'm looking forward to season three but I think as you mentioned Brian like A this is going to be set in the real world so I would hope that this will almost be more self-contained of a story and you would need less of the context. You would need some context, mm. but hopefully, Paul, a six-minute re- recap will catch you up and you can just jump right in. I want it to be in Old West times again. I don't want to be in the real world. But it's in futuristic real world times. I don't why want the and then, and West. As we've seen in Westworld, it's not actually Old West times. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's settled. I'm going to finish the last few episodes of season one, watch the recaps, and then... Get on board. You're almost brilliant. Brilliant. You're With almost you going to have to begin again. Because <laughs> if you've waited this long, you'll probably forget everything. Yeah, I do forget quite a bit. <laughs> Ed Harris there, James Morrison, that's all I remember. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's, not, that's, okay. that's not bad. That's, that's not all bad. I remember. Some people die. Some people don't die. I don't know. I remember the theme song goes like, People fucking robots, robots oh fucking my people. God. Oh, oh there's a great. scene where this girl Thanks. is running that through like the meadow and a horse. I remember that. Family, what's the one where they're in San Francisco that Brian likes? What's that? Never Full House. Happened to Full House. The Full House. Possibilities. The Milkman. The Paperboy. Okay. Even MTV. All right. What's that one? Okay. What song? Full House. Every day. I, yeah, that sounds like what you were singing. Everywhere we look. Okay. Um, wow. Thanks for that. Um, Start singing that at a party, and the place will gut. Full House is pretty much lit. just the '80s version of Westworld. Everywhere They're all robots. Oh, end, right? I thought she's like, it's like start singing it's people hard. fucking robots at a party. <laughs> and it's like, everyone's going to get lit. What? And then you'll see. I'm getting a, a hold robot. of this podcast. No Time to Die has been pushed back eight months because of the COVID 19 coronavirus. This is actually the second time this movie's been pushed back, by the way. It was supposed to be released in November. And then they pushed it back to April. Right. No, Why they pushed it back to March and then April. Why and now was it's November that? again. 
what I kind of understand like the fears and whatever, but why this specific movie? Like, why aren't they pushing every movie back eight months? Why aren't they just like movies like, are closed until we get a cure? Like, why this? Why James Bond? Is it because Italy and because James Bond is so big in Italy? Or I think it's just because this is such a huge movie. They want their box office receipts yeah. to reflect. But everyone there, wants their no, box office receipts to reflect. There was a petition. I'm not kidding you. From fans that they wrote to who distributes this? Who's who's MGM? Bond? MGM. MGM uh, to push it back, and then MGM, like all the bros in the room, were like, "Well, this is our one big release of the year." So I guess the fans were right. That's what it was. It was a wow. fan petition, Incredible. and then they were like, "This is our only movie of the year." And what, and were, the, if what our was the fans? fans why were their deal? Because they're like, "We don't have toilet paper. We can't go to the movie." <laughs> we probably have toilet paper at the theater. <laughs> oh okay, my okay, god! But the fa- but the fans they oh, were afraid, and they were like, "We don't want the fans." Were like, "We don't want James Bond to suffer." It's the twenty fifth anniversary. Right, it's right. a big oh. thing, and they were oh, all interesting. Just, the fans were thinking of it from the movie studio's success point of yes. view. Yes, that's crazy. And like, we want it to be successful wrote this whole big petition and I guess the distributors were like well if these are all our like number one fans saying they're afraid like maybe we really should push it back that's amazing but they're also running the risk that it gets even worse yeah Sure. Right? Because yeah. sure. however like I, I think the general sense and hope is that we are in the worst of it right now and with the end of flu season that that generally it will get right. better like I think because because some warmer stuff warmer weather is supposed to be better precisely because some certain things are being pushed to the summer you know the like the the GDC the game developers conference didn't cancel outright they canceled their one thing that was going to happen in March and they're like we're going to do a thing in summer so don't forget about us because yeah, they still need to make speaking money. of summer like what about summer blockbusters why are they pushing this back till November 25th that does seem like an extreme move Oh, yeah, after the election. No, that's actually I said a good that point. off mic because I was oh, like, I don't want to be a conspiracy sure. theorist. Well, that's a really good point, though. Yeah. Like, because, the you know, going into, like, all the election stuff, maybe nobody's going to want to go see movies because, I don't know, all the election craziness is going on. That's, that's a good point. really a super solid point, yeah. Maybe they are moving it, though, because what if it's one of those things where it's just like... Let's use it as an excuse because this movie sucks. Mm-hmm. Well, I think no. that that's why they pushed it back originally. I, I can't remember now, but when they pushed it from November to April, it was something to do with re-edits or it wasn't ready or something. Like some weird thing like that happened. Mm-hmm. So it does seem weird that this is the only movie that they're pushing back. Or maybe the story has something to do with a viral outbreak. Oh, that's... a you know, you know what they've oh, made? They've made decisions on sensitivity with that before. Certainly, a lot Especially of TV. Far, oh, and yeah, it's called far. No Time to Die. And well, what's his face with his face is all fucked up. So maybe he got like with his face. Good old. What's his face with his face? Rami Malek. Oh yeah, Rami Malek. So maybe he had like some like some like acid thing that goes out into the world and which it, it is affects why everyone. he might be Doctor No. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> we just figured out the plot of this movie. This is amazing. The weirdest thing to me about this pushback is that they haven't pushed back any of the marketing so like Daniel Craig still hosted Saturday Night Live and yes. he's still on the cover of magazines oh, yeah, and stuff no kidding. and it's just like well, don't forget well, this they a lot of that's already in motion because yeah the Saturday Night Live thing they work on for weeks of right? course so yeah. like they can't really do anything about that and then when did this story come out this story came out well, it was this week a few days ago yeah but I'm just saying like yo, I know I understand that like wheels are in motion and it's too big of a machine to stop right now but if they think that, that that's gonna 
do them better at the box office is mm-hmm. to blow all of their marketing load now and then hope that people remember it for October or what they're gonna do it they again they won't be able to dial it back up because he probably has other projects yeah. right yeah like yeah. that's a risky proposition I think I think Brian's right I think it's gonna have to do with some sort of virus that that is the only thing right now to me that makes sense why they would be pushing it back because yes the fan petition all that stuff but it just didn't really make any sense to me mm. But maybe I it's think it's like a trigger. There's something yeah. triggering in no, there. No, I think for, uh, maybe it's a remake of Mission Impossible Two, the Chimera Virus. Oh my! Do you remember that movie? You remember Mission Impossible Two? <laughs> <laughs> I totally don't. What? Art has cable still, so he gets hung over on Sundays, and then <laughs> sure. it's like, it's when like, sports is over, he just goes through like Turner Classic. Okay, let's see what's whatever. on Peachtree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> AMC just runs these oh, movies man. back and back, these big blockbusters. I love it. I love it. True. And I sit there uh, hungover watching. In a way, it's such a more pure way to do things. Just let AMC decide what you're going to yeah. watch. The rest of us are scrolling through Netflix for 45 minutes yeah. like a bunch of dummies and then decide to read a book instead. Yeah, AMC decides for me. Yeah. Uh, so we got a look at the Batmobile from The Batman and a little bit more of... Um, if Robert Pattinson. Thank you, Gryffindor guy. It was uh, Robert Pattinson's uh, bat suit. Um, I believe he was a Hufflepuff. Yes. Yeah. I think this is the Thank first you, time. Art. I think this is the first time we've seen a safety Cyclops brake light on a Batmobile. Um, interesting design. Like the lights. And the- Hashtag real cars. Say <laughs> <laughs> real cars. Perfect. Just perfect. This one is. Is this going to be the first Batmobile with doors that you go into from the side? Oh, interesting. oh right. It's not going to hop in as opposed it. to yeah. jumping. Yes, yeah. the bat leap. You get your cape like the that. I think doors. Paul and I have been on the same wavelength with this one. Like, we don't really need another Batman movie this soon. But I got to give some credit to Matt Reeves for, you know, popping out these pictures and the set production and all that sort of stuff. Kind of mm-hmm. get me going on me this too. movie. You know? Yeah. He's doing what he can to build the hype up, for sure. And, yeah, it is an interesting looking car. I think that, like, comic book fans are kind of stoked on it. It's kind of a more classic um, comic book inspired vision of the car it kind of looks like a muscle car the fins it's like a little bit more subdued but it's also very kind of over the top it's still got a place to blast fire out of because that's the law if you don't have a fire shoot it's not a batmobile it's not a batmobile no no it's true yes oh i've always wanted that too i didn't like it when the batmobile was like basically turning into like a stupid tank well, that just made sense, though. I know it made in, sense, but I, I didn't it. like it. It was stupid. He's I was driving around with a big tank like that, like all like it's here, a big like tank. I thought when I first saw that back in you know 2002 yeah. or whenever I first saw that, but it makes sense in the movie and it's actually quite a sweet vehicle and like makes a lot more sense than I'm going to get a Corvette and we're going to make it look like a bat and then I'm going to drive it around. Yeah, but what was cool about that is like. He could hide after, like, so if he was going to go back and be Bruce Wayne, he could, like, put the fins down. He could be like, look, it's a normal car now. What are you talking about? We can't. Mm. He never did that. Yeah, but he could. But he could. Yeah, I see this. You're you're right. It it could have been. It it didn't, but no, it totally could have been. Which one are you talking about? Tim Burton Batmobile? And there's one, like, where he goes and he hides. He, like, backs down an alleyway, and then he hides in the alleyway where, like, people go by. Yeah, he can put it in, like, stealth But you can't fucking do that with a fucking tank thing. What movie does he hide in an alleyway? I don't know. Probably the second one. The tank. 
No, does it? No, no. I, I think one? I think you're probably thinking of the Tim Burton one. He, he just goes into like this stealth mode, like yes. non-reflective or whatever, yes. and people just sort of like pass by it. It's just like it's not invisible or anything. But they yeah, just no, it just gets it. shields over top of it, so the bad guys can't shoot at it. Mm-hmm. Well, there's that too, and mm. it's so long that you can't make big turns, so he needs a grappling hook <laughs> yeah. to come on the side. <laughs> I think it's probably called the battling hook. Ah, well, it, it probably is. Probably <laughs> is. <laughs> but the thing is, it's called. It's it's not called the Bat Car. It's called the Bat Mobile. So it could be anything, and a tumbler is a mobile. Yeah, these details are really important, though, because when you're watching Batman movies, for me anyway, it's just like, do you believe this world that the directors created, that the producers have created? Uh, and that's why Nolan's movies work so well, right? You kind of believe that world could exist. Yeah. Well, because he built it that way. So yeah. Off the wall craziness. It was like, ah, cool. Let's get into that world. But it, what I, world is Matt Reeves going to create? That's societal times, right? In in the Tim Burton age, people were looking for the fantasy, and mm-hmm. you know, and then yeah, now it's then then with the Nolan times, it's the gritty, you know, I want realistic kind of. Um, so yeah, just, I think it just it's a reflection on us, you know, and frankly, American politics a lot of the time. What's funny is that they also haven't said the word Batmobile out loud in any of these movies because it's a stupid thing to say. Because it's like, as soon as you say Batmobile, that's only a hop, skip, and a jump to bat repellent shark spray. Fair like, enough. On, and like every bat dumb thing that was so... Uh, from the 1960s camp fest. Yeah, bad. Even in like Christopher Nolan where they're clearly making batarangs, I don't yeah. think they say the they word batarang, bat right? pod, I think, at one point. They said bat they pod. Said bat pod yeah. Oh, yeah, but then they don't say yeah. they because that's an, a cooler way of saying bat bike. Yeah, but yeah. doesn't it marker like bat doesn't Batgirl like isn't it doesn't it have isn't it called like a bat cycle or something like that? Oh yeah, Her. yeah they did. But I, so I, they in the Schumacher loud, ones, they called it the. I I think he said Batmobile once. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, either if it was Clooney or oh, what's the who's the guy that played Robin? Chris. Chris O'Donnell. O'Donnell. Chris O'Donnell. Yeah. I think Chris O'Donnell was the one that called it the Batmobile. Yeah. Yeah, but he um, also said holy, you know, whatever it was when they were climbing to make that, that stupid show. Schumacher oh, was making me, metal. Let uh, me ice you version. a question. What? <laughs> let me ice you a question. Yeah. Schumacher was Good really one. making. Chill. <laughs> <laughs> I just like pretend those movies don't exist. Uh, he was, he yeah, was making big budget modern day versions of the Adam West Batman. That's what he wanted. Yeah. yeah. Well, the... Four, was it fourth or fifth one? So after Batman and Robin, mm-hmm. um, he was going to include Adam West in the the the, the, the sequel as oh. was, was as Batman's uncle or something. Aww, Amazing! That would have been, really yeah. nice. been great. And they would like he Adam West had pitched a scene where they they drive off together at the end in the old Batmobile. Oh, yeah. that would have been amazing. Adorable, it's in my mind now. It's so weird. Like, those are really two different series of movies. You yeah. can't even, like, it's like the Tim Burton ones, the Schumacher ones. Anyways, how do we get on this fucking Batman? Yeah. Uh, the kids we the ho- saw the Batmobile. <laughs> yeah. The Kids in the Hall are coming back to TV after 25 years to Amazon Prime. This is weird that they're coming to Amazon. It, it is kind of weird, what? but again... Well, because Am- it's, on Amazon, in my mind at least, is a very distinctly American company. Kids in the Hall was on NBC for a while, though. They yeah. had to deal with Lauren Michaels. To me, I think it's whoever, honestly, will pay the bills. And, um, yeah. 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 I don't think Crave was offering enough. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or what's that other one? CBC Gem. Yeah, <laughs> and Lauren Michaels is one of the executive producers on this new, on this new, on these new uh, works from Kids mm-hmm. in the Hall. That's what I that's what I read in the yeah. article. Nice, I clicked on it. So I'm excited. Um, oh, Kids in the I'm Hall. So excited. Kids in the Hall was Brain Candy is a great movie. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, what's everyone's favorite Kids in the Hall sketch? Quick, go around. 
I'm in between, what is it, the chicken lady yeah. and squishing her head. I crush you. I crush oh, you. I like that one. Yeah. I crush you. I it's pretty much yeah. Yeah, the crusher for It's me. just so good, and I still do it to this day. Oh, yeah. I crush you. I crush you. I crush all of you. Yeah. Next. Blood, what about you? No, that's the head, head crusher. Yeah. 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 Don't panic. I mean, I'm only crushing your heads. Crush you. Oh, I also I think- like Girl Drink Drunk Night. What is it called? Girl Drink Drunk Night. I can't remember that one. That's funny. Okay. I think one of my earliest memories of you, Kirsten, is when we were in ACP and you did that in the lab once. It's like, I crush you. (laughs) Um, I like, uh, there's one where um, Bruce McCall is walking and he's like, I got seven things to do today. Seven things to do today. Gotta keep on top of your life. Gotta keep on top of your life. Okay. You just knocked over that old lady. Keep it moving. (laughs) And then he like foils a bank heist. It's really good. There's that. And then my all time, I think, favorite is the salty ham sketch is so good it's just a husband and wife in bed and the husband is complaining that the ham that his wife made for dinner is too salty Gordon what what are you doing up hon it's after two o'clock in the morning it's that salty bloody ham (laughs) and it's just so stupid and every time I'm like a lot of times I'll be eating a meal and I'll just yell about a salty bloody ham (laughs) and he's like I I don't know hon did you drop it in salt on the way home here help me out it's so funny it's so classic angry man and then like Oh God! Um, I gotta try. Scott Thompson plays the wife. Yeah. Oh fuck! He's like, no, dear. I roasted it in the oven with some maraschino cherries and pineapple skewers. <laughs> fuck! It's just so good. That's my favorite one. I'm I so also, excited for them to be back. I also like the terrier song. Terriers, my very so favorite cute. breed. Yeah. Cute and cuddly, easy dogs to feed. Dogs to feed. Terriers average twenty pounds. Um, not one, but two. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory series, both animated, will be coming to Netflix from Taika Waititi? Like, this was a heck of a headline. There's so much going on in here. And that's really all we know, but that's still pretty wow. Can Taika save this? From what? Johnny Depp? (laughs) From Johnny Depp. Michael Jackson impression? From the creepy boat scene? Like, Uh, that too. Like, is this? Yes, and Johnny Depp. What's interesting about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is you get that book and then you get that movie and then people think all about that movie, the original one, right? Mm-hmm. And that, in so many With people's Gene heads, Wilder, you mean? Yeah. The Gene yeah. Wilder, yeah. That's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and then to a lesser extent, yes, Johnny Depp's Michael Jackson impression. But <laughs> the <laughs> sequel to that book, if you read it, it's like Charlie and the Great Glass Elevator. That's right, yeah. Charlie and the Great Glass Elevator. Wow, that was awesome. Shows guys. that this story takes place in a much more huge and fantastical world. So if Taika gets away from just showing a chocolate river, which we've seen twice already, yeah. and a chocolate factory and a charismatic guy or whatever, and shows what else is in this universe and in a Roald Dahl's imagination and all that, which can be done, obviously, better in an animated format, this could be a very interesting show. Was Tim Burton and Johnny Depp going to do the glass elevator? I yeah, thought I, I heard that. You, oh, really? I think you're oh, right. Yeah, thank God that. But yeah, the no. movie did not do <laughs> God bless Roald Dahl. Like, seriously. Yeah. This guy, I mean, the ideas that he had. Do you know he hated children? Really? Yeah. He, what? Like, famously, like, did not like children. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That's yeah. so weird oh, and the funny. The whole book is his creepy fantasy of them dying yeah. in elaborate chocolate well, yeah. ways. Yeah. <laughs> My kid has a 10 book set, and, like, yeah, there are a couple in there that are like. And they don't have happy like the witches. That's not. There's yeah, no. No, there's the no happy endings or mice that. or whatever. Yeah, they turn away. They do not turn back. That's what you would hope. <laughs> That's what you would hope. It's a kids' book. No, nope, uh, no. Nope, there's stuck as mice for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. I love that.
Um, <laughs> so did Roald Dahl. Yeah. And uh, Max von Sydow has died at age 90. Um, what do we all know Max von Sydow as? Yeah, great question. Was he in Blade so Runner? many. Oh, he's yeah. in a hundred things. But I think the things... Like, I'm young and dumb and haven't watched movies, so I know... That's how that saying goes. Star Wars... He was great as an opening. Like it's so funny. He was cast, and it's like, wow, big actor cast in this movie. Know, he gets the first line, right? like, yeah. and then he gets killed immediately. Right, yeah. right, yeah, yeah, yeah. In Force Awakens, but he was great in that. But my favorite line from him in that was it from that movie that to me she's royalty. Yeah, I'm like oh, that's, that's a beautiful. So line. Such a good scene. Oh, that's Max von Sydow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love how he started it being like this is we'll start to put things right, which right. was like a huge nod to the fans. Like, yeah. yes, the prequels were trash. This is going to be better, mm-hmm. and um. Then also, I, he was in. Uh, he was a fantastic in Game of Thrones as a three-eyed raven. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He yeah. was so good at that. He looked like this weird old wizard and everything. He was so great. Mm-hmm. And then I've never seen The Exorcist. I'm too scared of it. But he was good in that too. Who was he in The Exorcist? The priest. The Exorcist. He was the Exorcist. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's the old priest. Um, he was my favorite part of. Uh, there's a lot to like in the movie Minority Report, but he was my favorite part as like mm-hmm. the villain in Minority Report. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's in so many movies. So, age 90, good career, cool guy, great voice, fun hair. We'll miss you, Max. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, Max, yeah, to our, to our podcast. I'm going to take a quick zag to some game news, hmm. um, and then we'll cover maybe a couple other things and then go to reviews and recommendations. But um, more HBO stuff. There's a, a series going to be it's in development now for a game called the last of us and it's from the creator of the chernobyl series which was highly um what's the word i'm looking for here highly good which was highly good regarded highly it was well regarded yes acclaimed uh last of us was a ps4 yes exclusive no ps3 actually oh sorry yes it's PS3. ps3 exclusive uh game really good it's about zombies uh, <laughs> Paul's Paul. face. <laughs> um, about the zombie apop- apocalypse, and uh, basically, um, this guy who finds this uh, young girl and keeps her safe, and like kind of their adventures through the apocalypse, and uh, has a very, very, very good story in it. Um, and they've actually been talking about developing this for a movie or for a TV for years, yeah. um, and they were thinking that. Um, What's her name from Game of Thrones that had sex and everyone hated it because they're like you're like my sister Maisie Williams Maisie Williams yeah. uh, might be in it I don't I don't know now but I know that she's been in talks in in the past uh, to be in it so I'm interested I don't it's it's interesting that HBO is going to do this and maybe we'll finally have a good video game thing <laughs> I doubt it um yeah the Chernobyl creator sure why not. Another piece of late breaking news. Um, does anybody know who Reggie Fizeme is? No. Reggie Fizeme was for the longest time the president of Nintendo of America and sort of became the big public face. He, he I don't know. He's just he's, he's this big, cool, black, tall, awkward guy. Oh, he said, "My body is ready." If anybody knows the phrase, "My body is ready," he's the one who invented that. When they first brought out the uh, the Wii Fit at an E3 event. Oh. Um, he was stepping on the thing. He's like, my body is ready. And that's, that is, yeah, that's where that came from. He recently kind retired. Sense in that context. <laughs> yeah. He, re- he recently retired and passed the torch to a guy named Doug Bowser, which is hilarious. <laughs> uh, Reggie Fizeme has just joined the board of directors at GameStop. In Canada, GameStop is known as EB Games. Oh, yeah. And GameStop has had not the best decade. It's, there's just, yeah, it's been, 
Yeah, not uh, a great time for them. So uh, let's see. Like, you know. We guess you could download your video games now. You don't have to go and buy your video game. Yeah, the video too game much store? of the stores and Funko Pop shit. What do you need a Funko Pop, Pop for every yeah, goddamn right. character that's ever been invented? And Cups, and they're always like, do you want the insurance on this game? No, I don't want the insurance on this game. Yeah. So it's interesting. I, I believe this to be a very visual move. And honestly, it got the attention of Nintendo fans like me. I'm just like, oh. Okay, what could Reggie do for this company to bring it into, you know, like it, it always was like a fairly current kind of company, but the, the industry has really surpassed the idea of going into a brick and mortar store, which is why the stores are like 90% merch uh, these, right. these days. So, yeah, yeah it'll be just interesting to see um, what, if anything, uh, Reggie is able to do on the board of directors for GameStop. What would you do, bud? He's going to try to sell insurance on Funko Pops Thanks. now. He's going to add it. <laughs> I don't know. It, that's such a it's such a tough market. You know, like used games and you like. Yeah. I would almost go more classic uh, if it were me. Like cash in on that whole retro thing. Like right. your like your local stores, like um, um, Epic Games and more down the street, yeah. or Hang and Play Video Games or whatever. Just these little shops that you go into because they're cute and fun. EB unfortunately is trying to be sort of like the great big new release thing and and current and everything. But the problem is. Current, as you said, Kirsten, is just downloading the game onto your system. You know, it's like um, less and less where people are into their physical collections of movies or games or anything. It's just like, I don't have that kind of space I would work on more exclusives. Like, because the thing is, when you download a game, great, that's fun. And if you pre-order it, then you get like an exclusive mount or an exclusive whatever. Um, And they do do Funko Pop exclusives at GameStop. Uh, My, um, my... uh, Dr. Malcolm is an exclusive. Dr. Ian Malcolm oh, yes. is an exclusive yep. um, Funko Pop from there. But uh, if they worked on like video game versions, so like, hey, if you come in and get the physical disc, you'll get this exclusive download or exclusive mount or whatever. Yeah. Like, that's what I feel like they should be working on because then maybe, yeah, I will go buy a physical copy. Like when I went to go buy the um, the new Star Wars game, the the whatever it's called, Jedi... Yeah. Whatever. Fallen Order. Fallen Order. Thank you. I don't know why you know that. (laughs) I tried to go get Fallen Order in there because I had a gift card and they were fucking out. And they were like, oh no, we're sold out. Oh, and it was so annoying. You know what? I just rant about this for a second because they have all the video games there. They have just like when you used to go into Blockbuster and they had all the movies and you would like grab the movie and then they'd put the disc in. They had all of them sitting there. And I wait in the fucking line while they're trying to sell the insurance to the three people in front of me that are just like, no, 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 just give me the video game. And I get to the front of the line, and I'm like, yay, here we go, Jedi Fallen Order, it's time. And they're like, oh, no, sorry, we're out. I'm well, like, then why, why are there boxes on the shelves? Sold out. Yeah. Anywhere. I just waited in this line, and no, I don't want your insurance. Yeah, this is true. Like, I, this is a frustration I have with EB Games. And I could have yeah. just gone home and downloaded it, well, but I had a stupid gift certificate. Could you use a gift certificate to get credits for the from the e-store for the video game no. console? No, those no. aren't transferable. Not for uh, Oh, not EB for... Games. Oh, really? Because it was oh, an EB nice. Games gift certificate, and there's no EB Games online to download. You have to download, like, from the PlayStation Store or from the whatever but store. they don't have, like... Give those gift card thingies. From- uh, oh, sure. That. Yeah, use that yes, to, buy used my gift card to buy PlayStation money. Hilarious. Gift cards. Yes, yeah. I could have. I needed you there with me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's that's what I think is more exclusive for gamers to want to go in um, and purchase a physical copy of something. And then more stock when you say you're going to do that, please. Right. Shoplifters, right? That's probably yeah, why. probably. Oh, certainly. But I, I, I don't mind the merch at all. I just think they should do more of it. They should have more like, like um, clothing. You know, it's like again, you take up the whole back wall with that Funko Pop shit. 
and <laughs> easy. I like, I like Funko Pops. Kirsten's got a wall say. of that. I know what yeah. they were. <laughs> also, I don't decorate my house like a 15 year old. Sorry, that was from three oh, pods ago. Sorry. Oh. You're right. 13. Um, oh. There is, yeah, but like. Uh, I thought it was great, by the way. I didn't wasn't putting you down when mm-hmm, I said that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's so much stuff you could do. You know, Nintendo will license anything these days, which actually I want to talk to you about this, but but uh, it's like when I was a kid, I would have uh, killed everyone I known just to buy like a Super Mario Brothers hat. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Okay, so have that. Have a Legend of Zelda hoodie. Have a. Uh, there's so many video games. So you are it's suggesting right now a merger between Spencer's Gifts yeah. and EB Games. Kinda, <laughs> kinda, because I don't want to go to Spencer's Gifts. Yeah, it's. It's shitty that Spencer's Gifts and like Toys R Us does a better job at video game apparel than a video game store. That's silly. Mm-hmm. You can do cool things. Like I see like toques and socks and things like that with like Legend of Zelda. Like Legend of Zelda is so good, ripe yeah. for stuff. Like the the visual stuff on it is so good. The branding or whatever it is, the the um, merchandising the logos. Yeah. You know, you can put that on all kinds of merch, and Ding Dong's like, we, me will buy it. <laughs> it looks really good. So, what's the thing you want to talk about? The Nintendo licensing. Um, oh, on Mario Day. March 10th today, yeah. What a wild thing that oh, Nintendo yeah. has announced that they're doing Mario things. We don't know what they are with both Levi's jeans and Lego building blocks. I, we found out what the Levi's thing was. What is it? Just, I'm just, I'm just going to... Because my pick. guess was, of course, like, are they going to make specific Mario-branded jeans Here. or... Um, uh, overalls. Overalls. Describe what you see. Oh, uh, it's. Oh, this is awful. <laughs> it's not the best. No. Oh, okay. It's a, it's a hoodie with a bunch of Mario characters all over it, and a Levi's sweater that has Mario on it, and a jean jacket that has a Mario patch on it. Didn't you just say you would have killed all your friends? <laughs> no. But yeah, he wants an authentic Mario hat. Oh, oh, oh! But, but there's there's overalls there. Oh, they are put, making overalls, specific with Mario coins. overalls with coins on the back. The coins pocket. that are going into the pocket—that's pretty cool. What's on the front of it? The overalls. Uh, is that in the other picture? I'm not sure. I just I just quickly put no, it in my stories. Yeah. I liked on the Lego release though that the caption was "It's a me, Lego Mario." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Lego Mario doesn't yeah, look good. Either. They just announced this Lego thing this morning, and it looks like I don't know. It looks like. Some of those old cheesy clocks, like a large, but there's like yeah. the mouth and the eyes are screens, like they're animated. I'm not, I'm not entirely Levi's. certain what they're doing with Lego, um, but yeah, we got a tease from that Levi's today that they're putting out. Uh, yeah. Okay, you know what? I'll buy the overalls, unless the the front on the crotch is an upside down Goomba. <laughs> <laughs> what the? Where did that even come from? What? what? You think that? Because this is like a coins coming out of the back pocket. It's like let's put the Goomba. Oh, well, he's penis shaped. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Only part of my penis is shaped like a Goomba. <laughs> oh, my God. Brian. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. Art Aronson, save us and tell us about this Tom Brady uh, one ninety nine Productions thing with the Russo brothers. Yeah, this probably doesn't need to be talked about on this podcast. I was thinking about that later. But <laughs> there are very few times in my life where Those my interests collide. converge, right? And the only reason it really converges is because, of course, the Russo brothers, who were the directors of Endgame and, you know, a lot of these great Avengers movies that we like to talk about here on this podcast. Well, I guess they've teamed up with the greatest quarterback in NFL history, Tom Brady, to do production. Uh, I don't know and what that Marino. means. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, the biggest... Ray Finkel. Yeah. Oh, wait, no. He's... Sorry, guys. Simpson. And I know you guys are not interested in football, but the biggest story in sports right now is... 
where is Tom Brady going to play football next year? And this production company looks oh. like it is centered in L.A., which a lot of production companies are. Hang on, Brady's course. not on the Patriots anymore? He's a free agent. So anyway, oh, so wow. this story, it got a lot of eyeballs out there because it's centered in L.A. It doesn't mean anything. You know, he can have a production company in any city in the world. But anyway, uh, I guess it's going to be uh, with the Russo brothers, and they're going to make cool documentaries probably about... Uh, you know, sporting endeavors. Friday Night Lights. Yeah, sure. Friday that was a Night Lights show, nice. right? Yeah, it is. There Great show, by the way. If you so, haven't watched it. So Friday is that the, the little rumor? Is that maybe he's going to play for the Rams then? Uh, that's one of a th- hundred thousand rumors. And aren't the Rams terrible otherwise? And by the way, uh, n- no, they were in the Super Bowl last year. The Patriots beat them in the Super Bowl last year. Oh. Uh, so one ninety nine is where he was drafted. That's why it's called one ninety nine productions. He was drafted one ninety nine. In the draft, one of the last picks in the NFL draft in oh, two thousand. Oh, are there only like two hundred draft uh, things? There's about. In a there's thing? about. Now there's. They've extended the draft to seven rounds, but there used to be just like six rounds. So he was like the second last pick in the draft, oh, which wow. he carries on his shoulder. Everywhere. And he's like good, yeah. right? Tom Brady's good. He's the goat. Oh, the greatest. Second best to Dan Marino. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, All right. Marino's I'm distant, sorry. I don't know what distant, any of this means, distant, but it sounds like distant. it sounds like good. Okay. Anyways, yeah, it really doesn't have much to do with what we're talking about here but uh it's cool because the russo brothers are two of my favorite directors right now and tom brady's well he's the greatest person in the world so. brilliant brilliant the greatest person in the world <laughs> he's the goat <laughs> all right <laughs> period hello hey brady what kind of suit you want to be buried in <laughs> uh just before we get to reviews and recommendations um who saw the witcher me Okay, so I, I would like Kirsten's I'd like Kirsten's review and recommendation of the honest trailers review and recommendation. I love honest trailers, trailers by yeah. The way. So great. it was so good. It made me laugh so hard. Uh, it was a great honest trailer. I don't watch a lot of honest trailers, but uh, the one for The Witcher, if you've seen it, apparently if you haven't seen The Witcher, is also funny. And, and I haven't seen The Witcher, and I found it hilarious, especially the collection of grunts yeah. and F-bombs. Oh, like, yeah. and the, the, mm, mm, fuck. So much um, of that, yeah, exactly. I also sent it, after you sent it to us, I sent it to Caleb Kirby in our creative department, and he was like, yeah, it was funny, but it just reminded me about how shitty that TV series was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, Caleb. So. Did they talk about how... What's the witch's name? The Yennefer. Yennefer. Yeah. Yennefer. Did yeah. they talk about how when she's supposed to be this hideous hunchback, she's still super, super attractive? Yep. They did they make did. that They lead. did okay. make a mention Good. of that. Good. And they talk about her boobs a lot, too. Oh. And the, the Honest Trailers guy, the Honest Trailers guy kind of has like this thing where about how he says boobs. So anyways, he says it in the, in the, in the video. So. Sorry, what word? No, nah, never mind. No, I don't think so. Say like he said. No, I don't think I will. I don't think I will. So I'm sure you have your own on it. Paul and Kirsten saw the Invisible Man. How was that? Good. <laughs> this is a good movie. Oh, what? Is that it? What, what happened? Is this movie? <laughs> I just want to just say boobs again. No, I, I will not. Shut up. Tell me about the Invisible Man. All right, I'm editing this one, so I'm going to do all of what he already said. I think that was a clean drop. We can grab that. Boobs, 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 boobs,
Um, <laughs> yeah, The Invisible Man was great. Mm-hmm. It was really, really good. I I hesitate to even bring up the stupid universal monster movie yes. shared universe because I should hope that this has nothing to do with that and that they've completely abandoned this idea. This doesn't that if you, have anything to do with it. It's, it's, well, it's not like, it, it's not like Tom Cruise shows up. Yeah, because you're like, making me worried now. If you think that's invisible, you should see a mummy or some bullshit <laughs> thing, right? Like, um, it's great. No, it's it's like, uh, take the lesson here. If you want to react to anything universal, react to that if you just give these properties to really skilled writers and directors and phenomenal actors, make standalone movies, then you can make a little bit of money off of them. But don't try and make Frankenstein and the mummy hold hands and do Avengers together. It's so stupid. <laughs> Um, the movie I thought was really great. It's very modern. It is, um, it, well, okay, I'll, I'll say a couple of things about it. And this is, this is what everyone's saying about this movie. But number one, it's directed in a phenomenal way that is like so engrossing. The way that scenes are set up and shot really? in so a very good. like okay. wide static way that has you just like staring at the screen, waiting for something invisible to oh, happen. Oh, so it's a Wes Anderson movie. <laughs> Well, no, it's not not as symmetrical. No. But, well, just yeah. like for an example, like of course we know this movie is about an invisible man. It does this amazing like pan where, like Paul's saying, it will pan to nothing. Oh, and you're looking for it. I and love that kind of a suspense building thing. But like, nice. it doesn't follow a lot of those conventional horror tropes, yeah. and that's what made this movie like so good and so enjoyable, and yeah. so watchable. It's got a ton of restraint too because it'll do that, right? It'll it'll give you this nice wide shot of a kitchen and you'll be like, "Oh, uh, something invisible is going to happen." And then it doesn't. Oh, and then I love you're like, that. Oh, is he there? Or isn't he? I'm, I don't know. I'm fucked up. That's cool. So that was really good. <laughs> we also watched it uh, in a theater full of people that made fun exclamations there was like the there was like kind of a scary thing happened and the lady in front of us went oh, 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 oh. <laughs> like it was wow. like, was like a turkey <laughs> it was okay great. did people break did people laugh when those things yeah. happened yeah um, some people laughed yeah. Funny. and also but Paul didn't make his spooky face I was disappointed yeah it didn't spook me too I bad I sat next to Paul specifically to see him pull his sweater up to cover his mouth only. you made the spooky face Paul when you were watching the trailer really it didn't uh, the yeah. movie itself didn't freak you out didn't no. make Okay, um, and then also, of course, it's got a ton of like uh, modern things about uh, you know very Me Too. Message. I kept seeing reviews about that, and I didn't really feel like it was a Me Too thing. Well, the whole movie is about a woman who's like trying know, to escape, from trying her to escape an abusive relationship. Yeah. but like, I don't know. and well, yeah, there's a very spoilery thing. But remember, then he does that thing, and then she doesn't know about it, <laughs> and then she finds out, and she's like, "Oh no!" Remember? Nope. <laughs> Okay, I've got a question because yes. I watched the trailer with with you guys, and that was that that unto itself was amusing. Um, in the thing where she throws the paint and the attic and everything, yeah. why does his head look like a soccer ball? Okay, all right, I won't say it, but there's a reason. Yeah, there's a re- so okay, in the trailer, you that's see fine. She yeah. throws paint, and it's like this guy's got a head like a golf ball. What yeah, the heck? Like I was very curious. Okay, why is his hair like that or whatever? Okay, so if there's all a reason, will be that's revealed. Fine. Okay, makes perfect yeah. sense in the movie. I, I'm curious about this. Want to see about this movie too? Is that. I, I'm one of those people that I can't watch a movie without trying to figure out the twist or what's going to happen or like I can't just enjoy it I'm always like oh I got it I figured it out mm-hmm. and Ooh. this movie <laughs> I never figured it out Whoa. Like, it, it was okay. it was it had a couple twists and turns that I was like oh oh that that really got me and me as a big horror fan too like I love horror movies and the thing is like when I'm rating a horror movie it's almost like on a different scale from a normal movie because horror movies always have uh, generally 
have a shitty ending. They yeah. always don't end well, or if the supernatural ones, they're stupid and they make no sense. Um, they're always just setting up for sequels. Yeah, mm-hmm. like really bad. But the, but this movie, like I on my horror movie scale, I would rate it like a nine or nine point five. Wow. But like in a normal movie scale, it was at least an eight or an eight point five. It was a good, nice, good, 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 good movie. Yeah, that was great. Elizabeth Moss is the lead character in it and she carries the whole movie and she's yep. fantastic. Yep. Awesome. And Brian, you saw Onward. The wait, 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 what were you going to ask Brian about? Ooh. You had something you were going to say. I don't remember. <laughs> I think I was going to make fun of you about the, something about the guy does a thing and the girl goes, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember what I'm talking about now? No. It's uh, like a violation of herself <laughs> in a way. Oh yeah. 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 Right. Right. All right, okay. now the other three okay. people like, in the room oh. are more confused. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Brian, Bri- <laughs> Brian, you saw Onward, the new Disney Pixar thing. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I know. Yay, maybe. <laughs> I oh, just stunned myself. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, world. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Brian, review. I saw Onward. Yes. Um, not uh, like again, like, like I said in the email, there's really not much uh, that I would have to say, you know, that's spoilery. So I'll just keep it to a really simple. It was good, you know. Like Pixar, they have a way of telling stories and pretty much knocking it out of the park. And um, I don't, I, I still don't know like what I would give it as. Like if I had to do that fucking number rating out of ten, I don't still don't really know what I would give do, it. And do, I like do, it's, do, do, do. <laughs> in that I don't think it was like holy shit this is the best pixar movie i've ever seen mm-hmm. but um it had everything it checked all the boxes right like it uh looked good it was fun it was emotional i love how you're doing the tick box I'm marker tick with box. your finger in the air i as need you're to going i need to envision yeah. it good. um yeah and it was emotional i had me crying a couple times wow you know? okay it uh it, it was really good and um mary harrison wrote to our uh, geek pod group that you know it, it it also had some really cool like Tolkien references and stuff if you know if you're a geek about that th- you know that kind of stuff it's, that's what it sold is. me it's, Mary it's, that's like your email is like oh I'm gonna see this movie now mm-hmm. and it's, gonna yeah, you are gonna go see it right Paul yeah, yeah we're yeah, seeing it tonight. tonight Brian would you give it between an 8.5 and a 9 out of 10 probably closer to the 8.5 like it's not a perfect movie but again like I said it checked all the boxes gotcha yeah okay because that's what's got on Rotten Tomatoes is 87% yeah uh, that's pretty accurate yeah I saw Bad Boys 3 last weekend finally go get my phone so anyways I just wanted to because you would talk about it a little bit Mm -hmm. and um, Kev this movie (laughs) that's a good build I didn't love the overall like plot of this movie but I loved everything it gave us. Like, it gave oh. me everything that you want in a Bad Boys 2 movie. And you know what I, I think I liked most about this movie was they didn't pretend that Will Smith and Martin Lawrence were, like, action heroes anymore. No. That's what I liked most about it. Because they're were old. They like, they're old guys. They're all too old for this, yeah. like yeah. every other line in the movie. That's every other line. Well, That's every other line in Lethal Weapon. Since the first Lethal Weapon. For sure. But, I mean, like, they, they you know, they, they made... They alluded to the fact that these guys are older now and they can't do what they did in the past two movies, good, right? Good, So, the, But there was a, yeah, they, they get great callbacks in this movie. There was a few moments where I was like, wow, they took a real risk in this movie. Mm-hmm. And there was some sad moments. And, uh, yeah, I it's right on par there with the rest of the Bad Boys movies. So I'm really, 
I'm happy. About I thought it, it awesome. was. Yeah. I thought it was the better of the three. Yeah. Number one, I thought was good. Yeah. Uh, well, like, and of his time, of course. Like, if you watch it now, it's just like, wow, that's a ridiculous action movie. Well, isn't it benefiting this movie from like more modern movie making techniques? A think? bit. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. the fact that it's not Michael Bay directing right. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, number two was just ridiculous Michael Bay. It's basically like Transformers without robots, kind of like oh, just geez. action schlock with one-liners and stuff. Uh, explosion, explosion, explosion. <laughs> uh, this one, at least it the, the thing that it added to it that uh, was different from pretty much the first two was that it had heart. Like it, right. it, uh, it had at least some more emotional weight to it than any of the other ones before. Yeah, and I liked really how they talked about, I don't know if this is a spoiler, but like Will Smith's character in it, Mike Lowry, he's like this, you know, he's this bachelor playboy guy, and it's like, where is he going in his life? Mm-hmm. And I kind of like that theme. Well, because it's right? redemption, because he's yeah. like the second, the second one, he's not really a hero to you because he's just an asshole. Yeah, he's just like this spoiled, rich, rich kid cop yeah. that is just an action junkie and just like shooting people and and stuff and blowing up and, things and stuff. and full on to. Martin Lawrence, too, who can still, you know, do the comedy punchlines, which mm-hmm. that's what I was like. Is this guy going to be able to hold it here for another big blockbuster movie? He's yeah. getting old, right? He made me laugh. Yeah, he made me laugh. So, um, yeah, it was uh, the high end of the solid six for me. Ah, nice. Yeah. nice. I would like in the fourth movie then for Danny Glover to oh, have geez. a cameo and no. say that he's too old. Getting too old for this. And then they're too old and then everyone's too old. Well, he never actually says TV. he's getting too old yeah. or he's <laughs> He's too old. He I'm says he's not. getting too old. I was like, you were already too old from the first one. <laughs> that was your whole character's point. <laughs> but I mean, like when this movie comes out uh, in some form or format, you should definitely watch all three movies, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody here. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yep. Do it. Let's do it. I'll do it with you. Except for Paul. Paul's just going to watch the third one. Yeah, I'll just jump in on the third one if that's well, the best one. But Paul, I heard about you. Like, you missed out on a lot of like action movies from the 90s, right? You never yeah. watched The Rock? That's Yeah, that's why we're doing these My Choice movie nights. Yeah, Has The Rock right. ever come up, The though? Rock. We're going to do The Rock. We we're going to do Face the Off. Yeah. yeah, we got stuff to catch yeah, up Yeah, yeah. Yesterday. As long as we're reviewing and recommendation things, can I do a couple of things? I watched the movie yesterday mm-hmm. uh, that's on Crave TV right now. It's about uh, this guy wakes up and he's the only one in the world who can remember the Beatles and he's a musician. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've been right? wanting to see that. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, it's really good. I like it. It's good. Yeah, yeah, it's enjoyable. I'm glad I didn't spring for it in the theater, but it's great for you know a nice quiet movie night at home. Yeah. Um, there's some really cool things in it. Um, as a Beatles fan, obviously, there's like a ton of nods and everything. As a music fan, as a, as it's interesting that it shows how the kind of the industry works in a way. Ed Sheeran is really likable yeah, as a does. kind of a foil in it. He yeah. does a great job. That part originally was written for Chris Martin. Oh. Um, but he turned it down and. So Ed Sheeran crushes for what it is, yeah. crushes it. Yes, bud, go ahead. Um, I, I I love the idea of this movie. I am worried about how it ends. Um, oh. like I guess without it spoiling been- it. Oh, you've you've seen no, it? No, I haven't seen it. Oh. I haven't. Like I want to see it, but I'm just worried about like, is this whole stupid movie a dream? No. no. 
Nope. Okay, great. All right. And it ends in a very interesting it way, actually. In a, it has I, I was a, worried about that, too, halfway through. Yeah, that's, like, is it, I, I that's my main worry thought. about the film. This yeah. is going to be a fucking dream, and it's yeah. going to show him the power of love or yeah. whatever. Boring. Yeah. No, it yeah. doesn't. Okay. It ends in a very surprising way, I thought. Good. Oh, it, has a good, it has a nice ending. It's not a dream. And, like, this now isn't really a spoiler, but it's, like, they talk about it, but they don't really go into it. There's other things that have been forgotten from this world. Oh, neat. And, I mean, that doesn't really play a role in this movie. It's just, like, there's one scene where he's, like, Googling stuff, and I think Coke is gone. Uh, it's, it's like uh, Coke, cigarettes, and the band Oasis. Yeah. And the Oasis one is so funny, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. So someone asked me, "Is like, oh, what?" Because I, I laughed really hard when Oasis was also gone. That's pretty funny. And then uh, someone was like, uh, "Why is that funny?" And I was like, "Because Oasis is just a colossal Beatles ripoff band." Yeah. yeah. And so that's yeah. really funny. But Coke and cigarettes really made me think. I was like, did. Somewhere along in their history, Coke depend on the Beatles for some success to oh, yeah. help them take over. I, I just I just took that as like, oh, other things are missing, and this is just focusing on this one. thing. Although the Oasis is, thing is hilarious, that that would be an interesting thing to research because maybe there is, there would be a bit of a domino effect in yeah. that if the Beatles didn't exist, then the John Lennon's killing wouldn't have been that big of a significant thing in time, right? Like, oh shoot. I'm getting into spoiler territory, it looks like, by your face. <laughs> the, the thing that I found interesting is that the Beat- without the Beatles, pop music doesn't exist. Yeah. Like, all pop music yeah. as we know it doesn't exist. Yeah. So that I found, like, when people are still making Coldplay references and even Ed Sheeran and all that stuff, like, the rest of the music still exists. And that I found was the only unrealistic thing about it, mm-hmm. hilariously, is it like... You know, if you're going to commit to this premise, and this was some one criticism that I saw online about it, is like, take it further. Yeah. Go further with the premise. It's an interesting one, but again, like, when the Beatles don't exist, music doesn't exist as we know it. I liked mm. how it wasn't, it didn't take itself that seriously, though. Yeah, it was too, just though. a nice little story. Yeah. You're right. It's like the perfect, uh, it's like a Thursday night and you want to put something on yeah. movie and it, like, feels good. It has a nice ending. It's not just a dream. It didn't turn into a dystopia. Okay. Kirsten like, but how long was it? A <laughs> long movie length? It was like 142. Okay. Yeah. Are we all caught up in uh, the Clone Wars? Yeah, the final season here. Mm-hmm. No. Three episodes in. I kind of agree with Paul. Oh! 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 oh. <laughs> in what way? Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Boost. Paul is right train. Paul's not in your Absolutely not a Paul is right train. Stop. He's not allowed to have an opinion. Well, on no, this. I agree with you that yes, he shouldn't have an opinion on this. But I agree. These last three episodes. I'm just like, why are we, what, who are these new clones? They just gave us the some bad new, batch? they gave us the bad batch, they gave us some new clones, they're going to save some old clones that they killed off too early in the original series. There's a badass moment in that third episode with Anakin, though. Well, I don't know, you guys haven't happened? seen it yet, yeah, but he kind of like, he takes out this big thing, and oh, he's just yeah, like, yeah. you're still showing off, eh, General? He's like, you know me. Yeah, and anyway, it's like, yeah. It's a, it's a nice moment. But I don't want to, I want to see Anakin, I want to see Obi-Wan, I want to see fucking Ahsoka. Yeah. What the fuck are these Obi-Wan new characters? fucking Ahsoka? Yep. Why not? <laughs> I'd watch that. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Sexmeister Bud's version of it. Stop it! Uh, I, uh. I agree, and I think Ahsoka will come. I think that the producers well, of this... If she has oh, sex with Obi-Wan? Jesus, you guys. <laughs> nice. Guys, uh, don't be perverse. That's what the Force the is for. The Force is with them. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Anyway. Ahsoka so. will show up. I believe. I think but that the me- producers kind of know what worked about that show, and they know that Ahsoka is like a big major element of so why holding, people give a shit about the show. First, you think? Yeah. What? Yeah. They're so they're gonna. Back. But we're in episode exactly. three now. Out like, of what? How many is going to be in this? I season? think it's only eight or nine. Maybe. Wow. Three. 
Maybe it's 13. She'll show up. 13. Let's say 13. She'll she'll be there. They know that that's the only thing that works about that show is that the new character of a I just waited so long and then it's only just like thing that... Yeah, no, that I disagree with yeah. you. But anyway, I just I agree with Paul though that these it's like they're introducing <laughs> so new mad. characters into the final season. And I'm like, I don't need these new characters. I need you to wrap up the story you've been telling for six seasons. Like why Okay, I'll, I'll get, I'll get to that for a second. But back to Paul here. He's so I think he's just so steadfast on his side that this sucks that it doesn't matter. It's clouded his judgment. No, that's not true. In yeah, fact, no, no, I think, fucko, I, think so. I spent this weekend going back and watching a lot of episodes of this show. I watched the entire Ahsoka arc. And There's, you as mean well, all six into, seasons. Uh, <laughs> her arc is through the entire six seasons. Yeah, There's no Ahsoka arc. Oh my five, god! Goes away. And then I even watched um, some episodes with her in the Rebels show because I agree. Art, you always say that Ahsoka is your favorite Star Wars character of all time, right? I didn't say that. She's one of my favorite. Oh, sorry, I was way off. Um, so, but uh, and I agree, she's a great character, and she's interesting to watch, and she's one of the things that works in this show is a new invention. Otherwise, my thing about it is that I hate the prequels and I hate the prequel era, and so everything that's set in that era and that's just pulling shit, pulling shit, fan service from all of those th- three fucking terrible movies. Very Ventress, grievous again, great even stuff. up to this third. Ep- look at the. Uh, the three episodes in this new season, very whatever. The Ahsoka arc that I watched, very whatever. I'm watching them, but very whatever. You can't whatever. just watch the arc of a movie. Sure can. Um, you can. You're right. I, that's you absolutely. <laughs> but you're wrong. Can. Sure can. Sure am. Yes, very whatever. That is a thing you can do. And you can agree with me all you want. Let's fire up that caboose. Let's put a new caboose on the train. Fire up that. Uh, one thing also I've been watching. Sorry guys. One last thing. Uh, Succession. It's on Crave TV. It's an HBO show. Mm. It it's about a media mogul family, and it's very pertinent to things that are going on right now in media and politics and oh, everything. It's, it's really good. It's gotten like, I I mean I follow a lot of journalists and stuff. That's what a lot of people are watching this show. And someone said that how great the finale was of last season. So I was like, all right, I gotta try. I gotta try this mm. out. And it is. It's really good. It's like Rupert Murdoch a little bit, like that family, kind of oh, based oh, loosely crazy. on that. Yeah, uh, it's on Crave. I highly recommend it, though. It's every episode. It's like, all right, I'm on to the next one here. I'm oh, flying okay. through it. I'm almost done the first season already. Cool. Um, I'll just have one more as well. Oh, my gosh. Um, I know that uh, I talk a lot of shit about Picard, and I think, has everyone just fallen off of it? No one's watching the show I've still? I've only watched the first episode. I'm, one, I'm only one episode behind. I've fallen off. <laughs> You're falling off. Kirsten, not, don't care for. Um, the, the latest episode turned me around in a way um, and it's really really wonderful and it does it, it's like it is fan service but it's not fan service it's like because you like it um, <laughs> well no it's just done in a way that makes sense to a person who's <laughs> who's annoyed with the mm-hmm. constant mm-hmm. phenomenon of fan service mm-hmm. and how lazy that is mm-hmm. for writers and people who do shows <laughs> Kirsten. <laughs> this is like... Kirsten, you can't just make a bumblebee noise and not make a good point. <laughs> Wait a minute. This is her doing you... you know, like a Paul, this is a Paul thing. Fair enough. You do, do this all the time. You're like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a car is being driven. <laughs> yeah, but I like it for reasons. 
Sorry. Anyways, uh, so this last episode is really great. It, does, it weirdly walks that line between giving a ton of fan service but also not feeling like fan service. Um, the uh, the new actors in it are really great. They've got really great scenes. And it's the f- only episode in this movie or in this series so far that's not filled with a bunch of dumb action schlock that actually, even though it's like none, almost none of it is set on a Star Trek ship, it feels like Star Trek. And they're like working out their problems and thinking about things and having discussion and being nerdy and all this stuff and it's wonderful so if you've fallen off or bud you're one episode behind yeah, I'm getting there I'll get, get there. to it it's the most enjoyable sh- episode of this series I'm glad to hear it I'm hoping that for the um, next few episodes the last few episodes of this season that it's good like this but I'm sure it's just going to be more action schlock <laughs> but I'm also hoping that they figure out the tone in season two I read actually a good a talk with um the like head writer or producer of this show and he was saying that like yeah we're just finding our footing look at if you go back oh, if you geez. remember what it was like when you first watched the next generation on tv you probably were like what the fuck this is so different from the original series why do they need a commander why is there a counselor on the bridge where is spock you know all that stuff with this it's like i get it if you're not quite there yet if it doesn't feel like star trek to you just let us get there which we'll do in subsequent seasons so i'm gonna hang on glad you know, to hear it cool. I'm, it's certainly still better than star trek discovery Mm. Um, I'm hoping that it finds a more Star Trekky uh, tone eventually, or gets to a good place. Um, but um, but look at I'm I'm not the only one who has all these criticisms. You look online, like even on that article, I then like glimpsed at the uh, comments, and they were overwhelmingly negative in a way that's like it's the same shit that I'm all screaming about. It's just like why doesn't this feel like Star Trek? Where's the fucking optimistic vision of the future? Where's the exploration? You know that's what God it's supposed Trekkies. to be about. You know so. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I, I started to bring this back to onward. Oh, <laughs> or I kind of full hijacked that. No, that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Because it's just I just realized uh, there's one thing I forgot to talk about with regards to my movie going experience onward is that you know walking through like after I parked my car walking towards the movie theater I asked my wife I was like I wonder what the uh, the animated short film before the movie is going to be oh, like because yeah. it's a Pixar yeah right um, and to my surprise it was a Simpsons animated short movie crazy and it starts off with a graphic of like Homer Simpson and then two donuts for whatever reason he eats one of the donuts and it says over top of them Disney welcomes the Simpsons wow really yeah. so and then it's it's uh, it's not like it's not even voice is like it's basically um just kind of a short film of maggie simpson and uh kind of goes from there i don't really want to spoil too too much about it it's it's funny in that it it it's it's a simpsons short that feels kind of disney which i don't know how to feel about that Mm, sure but still has some sight gags that make me laugh you know that that like my kids are not going to see that and laugh, but like I was like, oh, look at the guy's coffee cup or whatever. Right, you know? <laughs> so yeah, it was. You know, I just thought that was a very interesting part of this because like the Pixar movie, it's like the the animated short is at the beginning is always something that really hooks you in. Right. So. I've I've always said for years, you know, and as part of my constant dissertation about why the Simpsons, you know, about its weird trajectory and everything, it would have had a way better legacy if it would have ended in. 1999 mm-hmm. and then we got the movie maybe yep the movie probably could have been better if you hadn't been exhausting jokes in your shitty episodes for the last 10 15 20 years now 
and uh, shorts. Once in a while, mm. oh my God, there's a new Simpsons short. It's online. Yeah. It's in front of a Pixar movie. It's wherever. If you would have doled things out, you know, once every couple of years, that the legacy of the Simpsons, there would be actual excitement about that. Yeah. Rather than this well, weird asterisky legacy where it's like greatest show of all time, seasons two through nine, worst shit of all time. Yeah, because yeah. they're right now all they're doing is hanging their hat on the fact that they're the longest running animated sitcom. Right. Um, but that's not good enough. Fuck you, the Flintstones. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what they should have said. Fuck you, Flintstones. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like it's not good enough because then there's just all the stuff about how they're not as good anymore. Mm-hmm. Apu is racist. Mm-hmm. All that shit that, yep. that they've had to go through after the good seasons. Yes. You know. Yep. But uh, it's interesting. We'll see what what this their this Disney kind of partnership now does for this show. Yeah. All right, let's have a hello from another member of the Zones podcast family. Yo, what's up, you guys? <laughs> if you think you'd like the spiciest hot takes of two millennial ding-dongs from Victoria, British Columbia, Canada, then you should listen to the PJ Party podcast. It's highlights of our show that we do on the Zone in 91.3 and some trash talk about other things. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's just trash. <laughs> so get it wherever you get your podcast. Smash that subscribe button. Smash that like button. <laughs> we can only be found at thezone.fm slash podcasts. Kirsten James and your new little Yoda pal. Where can we find you on Instagram? Um, as long as I don't die of COVID-19 in the next two weeks, I will see everybody at the Capital City Comic Con. March 21th, yep. 2.15, Oak mm-hmm. Bay Room. Yep. Please join us. And wash your hands before entering the room. Please wash your hands. God damn it, stop buying toilet paper. Your penises. Wow. Art Aronson. At Art Aronson. Okay, Paul Plastia. The problem with people bring buying up... Bring toilet paper. I'll bring toilet paper. I got Thank tons you. of toilet paper in my Perfect. house. But I'll tell you what. The problem with people buying up the Costco toilet paper is that they're buying that because they think bulk. They think that, what, they're going to be trapped in their house for six weeks and they're going to need to eat toilet paper? But <laughs> So there's like, let's buy the big bulk thing of it. But... You're making a shortage on Kirkland brand toilet paper, which is the best toilet paper. For whatever reason, Kirkland is the only toilet paper I've ever used that is both the width that you want, the thinness that you want to get in there and really do the finesse work, but also it's got the strength to do the heavy lifting as well. I don't know why it can run all those things, but it absolutely (sighs) can. Seriously, okay. you never, you ever like been wiping and then you bust through the toilet paper? That's the worst. And then you really got to wash your hands because you got poop on them. Okay. And welcome to our new sponsor, Kirkland. Yeah. Kirkland. Seriously, Kirkland. I don't know why. Okay. It's the cheap Costco brand. It's okay. the best okay. toilet also, paper. If there's an apocalypse, you just just get in the shower and wash yeah. your butt. What do, you do? what do you need toilet paper for? Oh, do you have in your house, do you have the handheld thing that you take the uh-huh. shower head off? Uh-huh. Oh, God, I miss that. Because yeah. everyone should be doing that. I don't know how anyone without one of those things is walking around with a clean butt. I'm just sorry. What? Just butt? Toilet paper, by the way, is a huge champ. Can you imagine? Guys. Okay. Why don't we use water ever to wipe, to like wash, wash our butt. buttholes? Because can you imagine if you got poop on your hand and I was <laughs> like, oh, here you go. Just use this toilet paper. Okay. Or on your arm and you just like wiped it off and you're like, oh, better. So if you go. I'm like, what's the matter with you? Use some soap and water. So if you go to Southeast Asia, they have these squirters. Unreal. Guys. I've been there. I made such a mess in my place. <laughs> yeah, I love that hose on the wall. Yeah. I was spraying it everywhere. Okay. Yeah. Right. Such right. a mess. Okay, okay. Thank you. Very, some of the dirtiest bathrooms, oh, but the cleanest assholes. <laughs> you, when I was traveling in that part of the world, I was like, North America and everyone who just uses toilet paper yeah. are backward. Yeah. And like, what are you doing? Stop hoarding toilet paper. Walking around with butts. three assholes. Every single one this of us. Is, this was Paul's sign-off. Yeah, great. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. Brian, you will find me. Jeez. Oh, 
<laughs> You'll find me, Boytano913, Twitter and Instagram, DJ Boytano on Facebook, and going to the movies because I would never miss a movie because I don't have toilet paper because they have all those free tribute magazines. <laughs> and I just grab all those. <laughs> Perfect. I'm Webmeister Bud on Instagram. This has been on, on all socials. Wow. Uh, this has been the Geek Up Podcast, episode 74. Wash your hands. Love you. Capital City Comic Con, March 21st. Yeah, and your butts, sure. Wash your butts. Bye! The Geek Out Podcast is a production of The Zone at 91.3. The views expressed here are not necessarily those of this radio station. And really, some of those views are pretty stupid. I mean, come on. For more on-demand audio from The Zone, visit thezone.fm slash podcast or the on-demand tab of our app. Thanks for listening, and thanks for being a zoner. Oops.